One of these days, we got to do the whole uh, America Christian Nation thing. Oh, we have to. I would love to do that. Okay, okay. do you, do you want to open up this one, Jeremiah 29 Sure, Jeremiah 29 Hey, we're always rolling, so. This is the Everything Matters podcast, episode nine. nine. We're on nine episodes. We're getting there. We exist to provide a biblical worldview from a traditionally reformed perspective on all things related to the local church. Who are you, Drew? Who am I, Drew? I'm Drew. Who are you, Blake? I'm Blake, as always, helping you out. Drew Gilmore, Blake LaGrange, and Jonathan Rourke. Back at it again. We'll have a guest on here sooner or later. We'll have a, yeah. I would look, I look We got to make friends first. And then we, know, can, have, then we can have them on the show. Yeah. Influence people. We, how we do we friends and influence people? We gotta make, we gotta make people. friends and influence people. I love that. <laughs> Thanks, Pastor. Um, <laughs> we're, we're debunking myths. We've, we've done a couple already. And when I say debunking myths, I think we need to do a different phrase. What do you think it should be? Bible verses that don't stand alone very well. I don't, or, <laughs> I don't know. Or things that aren't in the Bible that we think are in the Bible. Like oh, that's right. Gospel, we've, we've, done, we've done both. We've done the Bible verse that is taken out of context, and then we've done the... I think it's just the Christianese. Sounds like a Bible These are verse. interpretation fails. There you go. <laughs> Interpret, hashtag interpretation fails. Right. Um, right. And today we're talking, I mean, this is, dude, this is. It's a big one. This, this is, is close classic. to home. Classic. This is and close I'm, to home. I'm glad you're doing this one. Can I, yeah, can I just say that I'm honored <laughs> that I get to do this one? I mean, this is the. You're going to get in trouble if you do. <laughs> angry emails are coming. This That's is right. the, this is like the Paul McCartney of Bible verses. Um, <laughs> what? What? I don't know. Like I'm just thinking a famous guy. <laughs> oh, I see. Anyway, you're about to offend the soccer mom with the minivan with the bumper sticker. Big time. And, and, just, and we're going to encourage I'm that soccer mom. Drinking out of a mug with this verse on it right now. It's I'm going to speak the fridge magnet. I'm going to speak the truth in love. Do it. It's on a pillow somewhere. <laughs> crocheted. <laughs> it's crocheted somewhere. I'm going to let you guys just. Okay. No, no. I'm sure. sorry. It's, it, what is it? We're talking Jeremiah 29:11. Ooh. Ooh. The plans yeah. I have for you. Okay. Declares the Lord. Plans to what? Hold on. Let me pull it up. Plans to... But this is another one of those verses you rarely get the whole thing. It's just for... I know the Dude, plans I have for I'll you. I'll be honest. I'm, not, I'm, I'm thinking it right now. I don't even know the verse. You know what's it's, funny? It's plans to prosper and not to do something else. You know what's Fullness really... Fullness and not evil. Okay. But we always throw out the NIV version. Oh, do we? <laughs> because in our childhood... We always got the NIV version. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. NIV. Hope and a future. Hope and future. What does the ESV say? Uh, ESV says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for wholeness and not for evil. Mm. To give you a future and a hope. Well, interesting. So who who's the Lord talking to? Well, let's... I mean, what's going on here? Context again. Context is huge. And I feel like context is... Really huge with this one. Well, what is it not? What, what do we think it is as our bad interpretation? What's the, how is this typically used? Sure. God okay. has a specifically tailored plan for me that's going to make me super happy. Yes. And he, he doesn't intend to harm me. No, no, nothing bad's going to come my way. So the first half of your statement is true. Yeah, he, he has, does a, have he a, has a plan. plan for you. Yes, he has yeah. a wonderful, yeah. plan, wonderful for plan for your life. <laughs> but, not a, but not a plan that is void of... Trials and <laughs> sure. So hard. you're going into interpreting it at this moment. I'm just saying, like, I think it just it's got this very positive connotation. When I think of this, I think of when my I'm going through bad struggles, bad times. You know, okay. you, the, the blues got me down. You know, water bill was higher than he expected. Exactly, yeah. bingo. And or when stuff doesn't go my way, I, yeah. there will be that 
you know, usually it's a relative saying, just remember before I know the plan, God has a wonderful plan for you to give you hope in a future. So therefore don't be discouraged in your trial. It's kind of when I, when I get that. It's funny because you think you look at that person and say, well, is it with, this is part of the plan. (laughs) Sure. You know what I mean? Like there's, they almost say it as if it's like, Dude, in 30 years, don't worry. Because no, this, this thing I'm going through right now was the future yeah. a week ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. This is part of the plan. Yeah. Where, where this is also found is like schools, like school logos or whatever it may be, or, or like down at the bottom of an email of like a Christian oh, yeah, plumber, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Plans for no leaks and for... <laughs> where, maybe, maybe Johnny can provide some... Since you have the Bible open, yeah, I might as so well go context to... Again, what's the context again? First of all, it's the book of Jeremiah, book written to <clears throat> the exiles, Babylon, uh, Jews been taken into captivity. And so what you have here is this forward-looking promise, <clears throat> beginning in chapter 29, for those Jews that they will, when the Lord is finished disciplining them, punishing them, mm-hmm. will reestablish them in keeping with His covenant promises. And so that isn't for... Uh, we don't have the right to lift that verse mm-hmm. up out of its context mm-hmm. and apply it to ourselves mm. and then define what wholeness versus evil and hope mm-hmm. looks like mm-hmm. with this almost shallow uh, approach to say that as I define yeah. good, mm-hmm. I will now encumber God in such a way that he must perform in accordance to my plan. That is what happens. That's where I think we're going to... So you brought up, I think, two things, and you touched on one really heavily, which is more a hermeneutical grid interpretation of this. I think, forget the words of this, I think what you're saying really heavily is, this isn't written to you, Mom yeah. and soccer mom within the you know the minivan clan. Yeah, this is written to a specific group of people, and therefore we should not directly apply this to our lives. I think is what you touched on, a very you know. But I think also, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you hope in the future, plan to lead you into exile. <laughs> in context, is what it's saying. So your plans are. I'm gonna lead you into exile. Exactly. The plan isn't isn't. I think you said a few weeks ago, it's not to give you candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let me ask. Let me kind of throw it back at you. Does this, even if we apply this as like, okay, God's not going to always give me candy. He may lead me into exile. Is it okay for me to interpret this at all? Any any bit applicable to my life whatsoever? How can I find? How can the Christian find hope then from that verse? If the verse, if all verses are are edifying and helpful for maturity, then what do we do with this verse? To begin with, I would just back up and say, I don't want to pick on any one group of people to say that they've adopted this verse as their theme. Of course. So let's not pick on any group. I, w- I don't think there's any one who, no, no, no demographic, no segment has a monopoly on misinterpreting scripture. So I would apply this to myself and to anyone sure. who has that view. Yes. What can we do about this? What do we learn from it? It should be like any scripture. Yeah. What does this tell me about the nature and character of God? Mm. What it tells me is that God is sovereign. He is mm. in control. Right. So can you take comfort mm-hmm. in the sovereignty of God? Mm. And that's where the great hope comes from. Mm. 
And if he demonstrates through his dealings with the nation of Israel in the context of Jeremiah, mm-hmm. his sovereignty, because remember, if you go down to verse uh, 14, the very end of it, he says, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. Right. He does not say, and I will bring you back from the place you were captured yes. and taken to. Yes by these other people with their own free will. Right. He says, I did this to yes. you and I will then undo. So that's where I get my comfort mm-hmm. from is that my personal individual trial is not outside the perfect sovereign plan right. of God. Right. That's very different than saying my personal trial will end well for me. Mm. Right. Yeah. The land that he's bringing you into is not candy land. The only thing that yeah. will ultimately end well for me yeah. is when I as Shakespeare says, shuffle off this mortal coil. Mm-hmm. When I, uh, as Paul says, get rid of this tent that is falling right. apart and I'm clothed in life. Right, yeah. Then it will go well for me. But between, between now and then, I've no, it could end pretty badly. Right, yeah. You know, Hebrews I, gives the example, right? People oh, were yeah. sawn in two, yes. people were yeah. fed oh, to yeah. lions. Right. And, and, and if that's your perspective, then you're going to have a... That's, a... that's a biblical perspective. And therefore, that helps to clarify some of the other type of bad teaching that we get, which makes right. it seem like all will end well for you. Sure. I think that's so helpful clarification. I I think where I take hope in this verse, and because you want to look at these verses and say, instead of us saying, ah, oh, let's never, <laughs> let's shy away from these verses, it's what can we actually learn from it? And I look at this yeah. as, okay, for Israel, the nation of Israel, for I know the plans I have for you to give you hope in the future, to send you into exile, <laughs> to give you something that, that isn't necessarily great. I'm just thinking of, what, in redemptive history, where is this? He's sending them into exile, and this is all pointing towards Christ, right? I mean, he's, he's developing the people of God through the nation of Israel to eventually bring forth his son and to free us, now Gentiles, yeah. to live in freedom in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And so, can I take hope in that? Absolutely, in, in terms of the redemptive history of God and his people, but not necessarily to cherry pick this verse and apply it to me. See, we think we're doing ourselves good by applying verses to our life, but we can do ourselves so much better if we see it through the lens of redemptive history. Amen. You know? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So, Jeremiah, what, what do you say of, to Jeremiah 29? Dude, I'm just sitting here just getting blessed. You're just preaching at me right now. I love it. <laughs> um, no, I, th- I mean, you, you think about it and... and yeah, does God know the plans that he has for me, Drew Gilmore? Of course he does. He knows everything. Um, but, you know, I, I don't, I, I mean, we've talked about this before. We don't want to rely on God giving us what we want right. to be the, the factor that decides whether or not we praise him or mm-hmm. we just kind of sink and deflate. Right. And it's, I take heart knowing that God's in control of everything. And I'm reconciled to him through Christ. Right. Right. Yeah. And and that's I mean, that's you know, that's that's the ultimate comfort. My life could turn to shambles. Yep. And that's And you still have that, all things. I still have all things in Christ. Yeah, right. And yeah. as hard as it is, <laughs> as much as I want to reach out and, and grab those words, because it's it can be hard to say that. Right. Um it's true. That's I think that's Something that we that every believer can look at that and right. look back at the nation of Israel and and I I comp- dude I'm so on board with what you said about looking at it th- 
through yeah. the lens of redemptive through the history. Through the lens of, of how Christ comes into this, yeah. That that does, you know, that does far more than simply, hey, right. put it into me right now right. and like this right. my huge biology test on Friday. You know what I mean? Like it so <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a there's there's plenty for us here. Yeah. I think in God's character. I think if so, if you do or have in the past, subscribe to this verse in, in a way that we've characterized it. Is that the right way to characterize it? Anyways. I'm not sure. If you, have, if, if you do subscribe to this verse, um, I think just take encouragement, right? Yeah. Take encouragement of what does it mean? Don't yeah. abuse it. And know that if you truly take it at face value, it could actually be more edifying to you than you think. Yeah, don't sell it short by thinking... But we, we don't run away from it. Yeah. The, the, the real interpretation of this is more life-giving than we thought it would ever be, you know? So let that, I guess, be an encouragement to us. Amen? Amen. Yeah. What is this, Drew? What, what, this is, is, what the podcast Everything Matters is this? Po- this is the Everything Matters podcast. And that's episode... What are, man, I think it's nine. It's episode nine. Yeah. Uh, in the books. Very helpful. And we will see you next time. Absolutely.